This episode of Bucky's Basement is brought to you by Decca Gray Coffee Company. Are you tired of mediocre coffee that just doesn't hit the spot? I am. Look no further than Decca Gray Coffee Co., your ticket to the perfect brew. Experience the rich, robust flavors you deserve. Visit DeccaGray.com today and take your coffee game to the next level. At Decca Gray, they're passionate about coffee. They roast it fresh to order and ship it directly to your doorstep. We have an exclusive for all our listenership out there. Go to DeccaGray.com and use promo code Bucky's Base to get 10% off an order of any size. That's B-U-C-K-Y-S-B-A-S-E. Decca Gray Coffee Company. Mmm. <laughs> Bucky's Basement. Welcome to this week's episode of Bucky's Basement. I'm Bucky, and as always in the basement with me today, I have Old Boy and Juicebox. And this week we are back to honoring Hollywood's favorite son, uh, the one and only Mr. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, man. And yeah, this week we're doing uh, the 1988 film Moonstruck, which actually has really turned my opinion on Nick Cage. Has oh, it really? For the bad. That's funny. Me too. But it may be for the good. <laughs> for I the know good, okay. you guys were regretting this from the moment we saw it coming down the pipe, right? It, you know, we're doing this chronological order of Nick Cage and we, you know, started early 80s and yes. now we are up to 88. Yep. We're almost out of the 80s. We had just come off of the 1987 just ultimate classic for all of us yeah. raising arizona such awesome. a fun movie just yeah. all around fun movie yeah it is good. and if you listen to our episode on raising arizona you see why we were so in love with that film and we we still are today and then we look and we we announced at the end of that episode that the next episode coming up was a 1988 apparently smash hit yeah Academy Award nominated film. Lots of actors. Something that I remember like my mom probably went to see, right? Right, Like this is 88, single mom at that point. This is a total total mom movie. Yeah, Yeah. I bet the previews, the poster, the iconic poster of Cher standing in the moon, you know, that that is just, you know, that's as iconic as uh, Cindy Crawford behind Old Boy right now, as well as Conan the Barbarian movie poster. Yeah, maybe not as iconic. As everything that <laughs> everything that you can see in Bucky's basement. Same. Speaking of that, you can watch us on YouTube. Uh, everything that you can see in Bucky's basement is iconic as yeah. iconic as this share Moonstruck movie poster. You're right. I distinctly remember like the VHS cover of this movie was shared like i don't know it looks like she's tripping um <laughs> and like the moon's behind her yeah i remember it it was massive you know it cost 15 million to make uh 123 million at the box office 15, 15 million yes this cost more to make than wow raising arizona uh and without a doubt no, and there were no explosions no explosions do you think it was the? I mean, at the this Met. point, it's the, the Met. it's the cast, it's the Met, the, the Met, Met yeah, right? The Met. You know, renting that out, oh, shooting yeah. everything there, because um, that's a you know a massive thing in art, you know, history. Yeah. So uh, speaking of that, you know, we're gonna get into Moonstruck this week. 
And if you guys have not seen this movie, we're going to go ahead and cover it for you. We're just going to jump right in real quick before we get started. It opens up with the MGM line. And did you guys know uh, on the third line's roar, if you start Cher's album, her (laughs) self-titled album, Cher, it syncs up perfectly with the movie? Uh, I just didn't know if y'all do that. I did not know that. I didn't, but now I'm going to go home and do it. Rewatch it. So, so, so they're ripping off the what? Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the No, it's Dark Side of the Moon, uh, and Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's uh, Fourth MGM Roar with Cher's album. <laughs> what, what, I mean, what, what what's on Cher. that album? What what tracks? Is that? Like, um, I, I, I think it's a uh, turn back time. Honestly, I was too high. I, yeah. I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did not know that, yeah. but um, jumping right in. All right, so we've got Cher, and um, you know she was up against some heavy hitters in the Academy Awards that year. It right. was you know it was like Holly Hunter and Glenn Close in uh, what was the big Glenn Close movie? Um, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Ooh, yeah, was yeah nominated for that. She should have won that year. I yeah. mean, hands down, knowing yeah. this performance of Cher, which we'll get into, which was good, but it wasn't Glenn Close. Fatal Attraction. Right. See, I guess I would have to rewatch Fatal Attraction because I can't make that judgment call. Yeah. Because I thought Cher was good in this movie, honestly. We, uh, I thought she was awesome. Um, I thought she looked way younger than she was, and it, it was like when she dyed her hair, it just made this whole thing turn. But we, we will definitely yeah, talk, talk about, about that. that. Yeah. Also, yeah. in this movie, uh, who won? Nominated and won for best supporting actress was Olympia Dukakis. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Dude. Love. She killed it in this movie. She, yeah. Her character and just her, like, she is so awesome in this movie. She's good. Doesn't she kill it in every movie? And, and the I'm most memorable one for me is uh, the one about hairdressers. Um, oh, what was that? Steel Magnolias. Yeah. Oh, I thought She's incredible. In- <laughs> she was great in Barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> she was incredible in Steel Magnolias. Still, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. But uh, iconic 80s actor, uh, yeah. right? Then we got on the other side of the women, we've got Nick Cage, who we're covering because we're in this right. it was a series called Casting Cage. And we'll get dive very deep into yeah, Nick Cage's performance in this. It is incredible, in my opinion. I want but, to follow my theory on, yes. on, on, on Nick Cage and direction. But yes, okay. Um, and then playing Nick Cage's brother, Donnie, is uh, Danny Ariella? Danny Aiello. Aiello. Yeah, Danny Aiello. I wrote, Danny Aiello is the worst actor, right? I, I because, thought he, yeah, I thought he was a better actor. I was like, is this guy? Oh like, my I God. don't think, I don't think he did a bad job. I think they gave him a bad role uh, and I think he uh, tried to overdo no. it. If you're an actor and you get a bad role, you make the role good. But this guy was in the Godfather. I do. I mean, this I guy was in was... like classic Italian mobster movies. Right. Right. And he, he was, was all... in the Godfather. Yeah, he was. And wasn't he the, uh, he plays a schmuck in this. I hate him in this movie and I hate him in Jacob's ladder and I hate him in a lot of the other stuff I've seen him in. So yeah, I don't know. He's maybe just not a good actor. He's not, he's I, not may, for me. Maybe he's like your Paul Dano to me. I did write down. I was like, man, I thought Danny Aiello was a better actor than this, but whatever. God. So, and the one last character I want to bring up, because the rest of them were just basically thrown in there. I mean, you've got the old couple on the side or like the old lady in the yeah. airport or ever. But uh, Vincent Gardenia um, is, uh, plays Cosmo. He plays oh, Cosmo. Cosmo. He's uh, Cher's dad in this movie. Right. And he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor that year. 
Um, yeah. This movie was nominated for Best Picture in 1988. This was movie was nominated for, for <laughs> Best Director, Best Cinematography. I mean, it had like seven nominations. Dude, um, what that, else was going on in 88? Because so like, that, this is not it. I looked, at, I looked it up. That year, um, so you've got, let's see. You, Cher's dad looks like Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys, by the way, in this movie. I couldn't I, get over it. I don't think I've ever seen that. I wrote, Cher's dad looks like he's perpetually taking his shit throughout the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His face is like always, I'm taking a shit face. Yeah, dude. All right, here's what was else was going on in 1988. The one that uh, swept the Oscars that year uh, was The Last Emperor. It, it was nominated for nine Oscars. It won all nine. It won, you know, best picture, best director, best everything, but actor in a leading role, Michael Douglas in Wall Street. Um, but going back to the, you know, actress in like a supporting role, right? Mm-hmm. So you had Olympia Dukakis win this, and then it just sent her apparently on a, you know, trajectory that you couldn't for stop. Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, good for her. Also, I want to, I want to, Make a note of this because also nominated an actress in a supporting role was Anne Ramsey from Throw Mama from the Train. I saw um, that. and I'm just like, that movie was nominated for anything. Uh, it's slow year again. Yeah, I think it must have been a best just, supporting actress, man. Yeah, must have been a bad year. So, those are the people that are in this movie. And before diving into this movie, we want to do something that we love to do on Bucky's Basement when, when we're doing Casting Cage, and that is a uh segment called plot by juice box all right so i'll read the short plot from imdb loretta castaroni a bookkeeper from brooklyn new york finds herself in a difficult situation when she falls for the brother of the man she has agreed to marry that's pretty much it. pretty pretty straightforward it's it's what this movie is this is my take on the movie a woman agrees to marry a man she obviously has disdain for he sends her to meet his brother to settle a feud that he's too weak to do himself because he's played by fucking Danny Aiello. <laughs> his brother steps in and falls in love with Cher because of a supermoon. <laughs> Boom. I mean, that's it, too. That's, that's it. short and sweet. It's it, dude. There's a lot about this moon that we're going to talk about. Because so much about the moon. The, this moon. Let's talk about how, yes. The uh, Well. Why uh, was the moon full for like three days straight? Right? The whole <laughs> oh, movie. Wow. The moon's full every night. We get a full moon like once every what? Once a month. Is it once a month? Oh, uh, yeah. They they somehow got three of them in New York. Um, and how do I know it was New York? Because they showed the Twin Towers like 37 times right. in this movie. Oh, yeah. And everybody had an over-the-top Brooklyn accent. That's right. That's they, true. Except Nick Cage. Oh, what oh, kind yeah. of accent did Nick Cage have? Because I, you know what? I don't know, man. A poor one? I thought you told me in the beginning when you watched it. Old boy watched this movie two weeks ago. I just watched it last night, right? Yeah. And I thought you told me, I can't wait for y'all to hear Nick Cage's Italian accent. And I I remember watching last night and I made a note and I said, I'm pretty sure this is just Nick Cage. (laughs) That's That's, (laughs) It's his take on an Italian accent. But there was no accent. It was just Nick Cage speaking like Nick Cage. It's got a little hint to it, but it's, he's, Italian, so I thought he would bring it, but it's uh, huh, sweetie, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he, he was coming in and out yeah. of it. That was the problem. That is it. That so, is it. uh, you know, so, these guys told me that uh, actually, Juice or uh, Old Boy said to me initially, I bet Bucky's gonna love this movie. Am I right? Because I think both of them didn't. No, I know you like bad movies. Am I right? That's, come Just on. Just fucking say yes that, or no. That's not fair. Well, wait. 
We'll I, wait. No, I, we'll I wait. okay. I I will go ahead and admit that I loved the first five minutes of this movie. Okay. It hooked me. All right. I loved Cher's character immediately, like this snappy woman from Brooklyn who's what? She was like an assistant at a morgue. And she then does a couple of different she things. She lives she's at like home with her parents. She's a widow. We to find the out. Bank. Yeah. She's, she's working for the family. She's she is. at the florist shop. She's baking bread. Or she's whatever. making yeah. shit happen in like this just great uh, demeanor and accent. And like right. I'm attracted to that, right? Girl, okay. girls who can just make shit happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she's, you know, and, and she lives with her parents. We found out she's widowed. You know, we, we right. go through this. I loved her in the first five minutes of this movie. All right, cool. And then as, as Juicebox mentioned, she's she's engaged or she's about to, she becomes engaged to this weak Danny Aiello. Yeah, dude. Who is a schmuck. His name's Johnny. Dude, well, he's Johnny, Danny Aiello. That, he is, yeah, he's Danny Aiello, and he is a schmuck. That but it, it, one, it, it's classic. The sure. brothers in this tale that we're about to tell, if if you have not seen Moonstruck or you want to remember it well, are Johnny and Donnie. Uh, uh, they, their parents were it, uh, Ronnie. Oh, sorry, Ronnie. Ronnie and Johnny. Parents were real creative. So that means he's, he's Italian, and his name was Ronald. And Cher is Loretta. Okay, yeah, that's that's an Italian name. So, um. Let's get back on Danny Aiello and let's point out a schmuck move real quick. Okay. He, all right. So they're in a they're in an Italian restaurant. He's about to propose. All right. This is right like, off the of, bat. Yeah, this right is what we're learning. Like she's dating somebody who's, you know, about to propose. Like we didn't right. get any backstory on this relationship. Yeah. Right. Except the fact that they've gone to this restaurant a whole lot of times apparently because they know they know the waiter. Yeah. Everybody, and, uh, yeah. everybody knows. And and some other schmuck like gets is about to propose. Is he about to propose and gets broke up with? No, he's no. like Fraser's dad. No, no, no he just no. gets dumped. All right. So anyway, so Danny Aiello, best character in the whole movie, by the what? way, is that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I'm gonna creep, explain later. Dude. Yeah, he's a creep. All right. So Such Danny Aiello a- proposes, but he doesn't even take a knee. No, he like refuses to at first. Right. Like it's a code for Italians. Like they can't like bow to their women or something. No, the before he even proposes, the best comment of the movie has had is when he starts snickering when the girl breaks up with uh Fraser's dad. Oh yeah. yeah. And says, he's like he can't even control his own woman and just starts laughing and I go, Oh, this is how this movie's I, starting. Dude, like, I wrote welcome down Welcome back to the eighties. I wrote down in the exact same note, man. That yeah. show was Weird. Yeah, Danny, she's about to fuck your brother. So, all right. So, so <laughs> go, nice control, Go on, let's get, keep, keep, so, keep so he, leaning he doesn't in. Even take, he doesn't even take a knee. All right, and somehow she still says yes. And we're and it's revealed she's been married once, right? So she's like got this whole bad luck thing, which I think they should retitle the movie Bad Luck. Mm-hmm. So she says yes. So it shows you how desperate she is. And then she drives this motherfucker home, man. She's dating an infant. Yeah. Yeah, but she, again, you goes like back, goes like back to this personality where she made him get on his knee. And yeah. she made him take a ring off his pinky because he didn't have one. And yeah. she made him do it in front of all she these took people. Charge. She is a fucking boss. And right off the bat, that's why I fell in love with Cher's character right then. Mm. Yeah. Oscar nominated or Oscar winning? Eh, I don't know about that. But yeah. just because of how this movie progresses. All right. Yeah. So she drives him home, right? To the airport. To, or, yeah, to the airport because he has to go home because his mother's sick. His Yeah, back to Italy. Back to Italy. Okay, right, right, right. Okay. Just to All remind right. us this is an Italian story. And then here's like, my favorite part of the movie. 
she's at the airport and there's this old lady talking about a curse. Love it. And she's going on about a curse and <laughs> this and that. And, and the only thing I can think of every time I see that fucking moon is, man, is somebody going to turn into a werewolf? Yes. Like, uh, that's what I want. Yes. And I was like, this is, this could be badass. And then Nick Cage shows up later and he kind of looks like a werewolf. But hold like, on, hold on, hold on. Note number sorry. three for me was the curse lady at the airport. And yeah. I, the whole thing, I'm just like trying to analyze this as somebody watching a movie for a podcast, right? So okay, when it right. opens, it opens at the Met Gala and or the Met um is it is that what it's called? The Met, the right? Met, the yeah. Met. Yeah. Where they have operas and art and art, shit. Yeah. But it's like they lean into this La Boheme thing for five minutes and mm-hmm. it's like taking down a sign of La Boheme and all this other stuff. And then this curse and I thought that was like gonna be a foreshadowing. So I wrote down La Boheme sign and then I said Remind myself, what is this? Google it. And I didn't. And so I still don't know what <laughs> okay, it is. All right. But uh, the curse lady in the airport. Well, how's it spelled? L-A space B-O-E-H-M-M-E. Something like that. Okay. Live yeah, I'm not sure what it is. Um, so uh, I thought that was going to be foreshadowing. So I meant to look that up. I didn't. Then the curse lady at the airport. And I'm like, okay. All right. Foreshadowing. Right, like, right. She's just Spitting the tale of what's about to happen. No. Talking about her sister who cheated on right. her, uh, or cheating uh, her sister who took her husband. Right. She put a curse on the plane. Yep. Plane goes over there. Yep. And then so begins the great moonstruck tale of infidelity. Infid- yeah, basically. And and honestly, I think at, at hindsight, I think the curse is on the audience. <laughs> I almost just spit my drink. <laughs> The like curse that. might have been on the audience right then. You're right. No, no, no. Keep going. Um, All right. So, yeah. so I did. Uh, the entire time I said, why is Cher attracted to this guy? Next scene, same question. Like, every time you see him in a scene, it's why is Cher attracted to this guy? Because the next time we see Danny Aiello is when he's in Italy, and he is just like, boo-hooing woe is me about his yeah. mom dying. And she, she wasn't. Yeah, like this this she like never was. Dude. It yes. didn't seem like because she seemed tough as hell when she they showed her the first time when she was allegedly dying. So yeah. he's in Italy, and the, the, they have to show this in the film to you know progress the story, I guess, or I guess. make him look even worse than he was when he was at you know proposing to his future wife. Now he's taking care of his ailing mother, who's not ailing, but he's sad about it, like because he just doesn't understand. I, I don't get I don't it. Know. I don't, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, hate yeah. this okay. guy. Yeah, right? we don't. Nobody likes him, but it, does that make it okay? To, yeah. To you know, I mean, everybody ends up happy. It seems like. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, you're, that is true. So, so we've got this going on, and the entire time, you know, Danny, I, jo- uh, Johnny wants Ronnie to come to their wedding, which. Randomly, they planned a month later after they got engaged. Yeah, I mean, it was like yeah, what was that you moved thing? You moved that fast. Yeah, they were like. I mean, yeah, I don't think they had like big time weddings or something. It was probably just like some small family getting married thing. in the living yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Throwing a party in the backyard. But she said she wasn't going to do it at the courthouse this time. That's right, because because that'd be bad luck. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bad luck talk. I think she's been through a lot, but uh, so then we get to meet because Danny uh, Johnny is over in uh, Italy. Italy, shares back home, just like literally gets engaged, puts her future fiance or fiance on a plane to go to Italy, and then all of a sudden she goes back to her parents' house, just engaged. Like, yeah, 
um, waking her parents up was a very comedical or comical part in the movie was when she told both of her parents. Yeah. And they were like, again? Like, yeah. I love her mom was like, do you love him? And she's like, not really. And she's like, good, then you'll stay faithful to him or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Like she yeah. was just like, if you love him, it'll like, it'll last. It'll fall apart. No, it's like, or, if you yeah, love him, it'll yeah. like, you'll be too much. Because, like, yeah. Her relationship, right? She's yeah. basically talking about her own relationship because we learn her and her, her husband, her shares dad is like unfaithful. So it's yeah. like, yeah, if you really love the man, it, it'll, it'll break you. Dukakis dropping dimes. So Cher is now on the hunt for Johnny's brother, Ronnie. And she right. calls and he gets hung up on, so she decides to go see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I wrote down 20 minutes into the movie, no Nick Cage, what the fuck's going on. 27 minutes into the movie, okay. Not only has he showed up, but holy shit, this monologue, and he has a fake hand story. <laughs> they hit you with so much just out of nowhere. Just 30 seconds in, you're like, what? What is going on with this character? Dude, all right. So you know, my, you know, I, I, I put that theory out in Raising Arizona that he always has to come with some shtick. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, is the shtick the fucking fake hand? I 100% thought the exact same thing. I was like, this is his idea. Like, this was his thought from the get-go to have his character to have a fake hand. And I'm kind of thinking, like, a good chunk of that scene was ad-libbed by him. Like, that whole, like, him talking about his hand, how it got injured. Like, because the story is so flimsy and stupid. It's like, your hand got caught in the bread slicer because you were talking to your brother? Because you were distracted because your brother (laughs) said something. And it's like, and then he blamed, he he said his brother ruined his life because of it. If you guys are wondering what we're saying, Mm. uh, we're actually going to bring it to you in real time because there is no way to under state this like the first time you see nick cage in this movie i almost bet that there is no other movie that we review from now until the end of this series of casting cage that will start with nick cage like this i mean it is blown away first of all you're in the basement of a bakery uh let me set the tone here you're in the basement of a bakery Cher just shows up she has to be escorted to the basement of this bakery, and you just got chiseled Nick Cage and like a wife beater, just like down there at like the he's end of the camera. A locomotive, but yep. it's yeah. bread. But he's baking bread in a <laughs> basement. A good right? It's so it's so bizarre. Go ahead. So let's go ahead and bring you guys who are listening to us uh, up to speed on this scene. Did you come from my brother Johnny? Yeah. Why? Uh, well, you get that well, We're gonna get too. married. Yeah, a little bit of it. You're going to marry my brother, Johnny. Yeah, well, would you like to go someplace so we could talk? I have no life. Excuse me? <laughs> Just immediately. I have no life. My brother, Johnny, took my life from me. I, I don't understand you. And now he's getting married. He has his. He's getting his. He's getting What is life? You know, I didn't come here to upset you. They say bread is life. And See, this shit and has I gotta be added. Bread, bread, oh, yeah. bread, and I sweat and shovel this stinking dough in and out of this hot hole in the wall, and and I should be so happy. Huh, sweetie? You want me to come to the wedding <laughs> That's my brother? My favorite Johnny? part. Where's my wedding? Chrissy she just showed up. Over by the wall. 
Bring me the big knife. No, Ronnie. Bring me the big knife. I'm gonna cut my throat. Dude. Maybe I should come back another time. No, I want you to see this. I want you to watch me kill myself so you can tell my brother Johnny Jesus, on his wedding day. Okay? I mean, Chris, say, bring like me the big been... knife! I tell you, I won't do it! <laughs> it's like he's been waiting forever to say this to her. And had no idea that she was going to show up. That I mean, it's just it was over the top. And if you guys uh, have ever seen Moonstruck, you'll know what we're talking about because I feel like this was built for a Broadway stage. Dude, that does yes. have that yes. feel big time. The guy that won, I think the guy won uh, screenplay too, and I think he's a stage writer. Really? Uh, yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. Because to me, I'm like, damn, she just came down here and says, "Hey, where's Ronnie?" And then he immediately just jumps into a monologue. Yeah. Yeah. Like and that's. No response. Hey, I'm Ronnie. What do you want? Like, it yeah, was just nice like, to meet you. None of that shit. It's just already, straight to. Already knows that his brother sent her. Like, right. Johnny sent you. Yeah. It, it, it's it's bizarre. Um, and then he jumps right to uh, suicide threats, which is. <laughs> is but is eventually how, agrees to go. Eventually agrees to like go out with Cher or like go sit down and talk about it. Right. Yeah. Right. He, he gets over himself, goes in the back room. Then they go out and talk about it in his apartment it, over whiskey. Yes. Over uh, in the of the scotch in the middle scotch of the day and a medium it's well steak or a medium steak or whatever. Right. She's like, you'll take it bloody because you need the you need the blood or you yeah. need the she was taking something. care of people. Yeah. But yeah. here's the deal. Let's let's fast forward this timeline. Right. We the movie opens. We see Cher being proposed to husband goes to Italy. She goes and does a favor for the husband. And immediately, like within, I'm going to say an hour and a half, they are already fucking Bang, yeah. dude. And I mean, like, it had to have been Nick Cage's uh, look or demeanor or what, or she was just so tired, or know. she just. I, I like. I don't know. Maybe she likes the smell of bread, and she's just like, man, doughboy over here. <laughs> I wrote down who who wrote that affair scene because the lines were insane. Yeah, um, everything like you said. Yeah, Nick Cage picks up share like in his arms and she's like what what are you doing he goes son of a bitch and then and then he's like i'm taking you to the bed and she's like okay well I'm, you know all yep. right and, but she also accuses him of being a wolf and i was thinking is this the werewolf is this where the oh, werewolf yeah. comes from so that's a good point. That, so that is a that's a good point. I did read that they were gonna name this like Loretta and the Wolf initially before they oh, named it Moonstruck. Okay. Huh. So it, the the full moon definitely had a werewolf vibe throughout this entire like a, you know just a, a, a what do you call that? It just flows it's throughout the movie. The, yeah. the well the yeah. werewolf. Yeah. Right? Okay. And yeah. um, I didn't get that much of it other than like you know it makes people horny yeah because apparently being moonstruck also has to do it has to do with wolves but it also has to do with attraction apparently the definition of it yeah everybody was getting super saucy on the super moon um real quick let me jump in and play a little devil's advocate here i feel like everybody everybody in this room and everybody out there has had somebody that they've met before that they just had an instant like attraction and connection with. and i think that's what this happened in this situation like sometimes like clicked between those two characters they just like 
knew each other, the way she bossed him around, the way he was like sad and beaten down, I guess. I don't know. Like, right. Yeah. It was like instant, instant chemistry between these two people. Right. And so that, I mean, you can knock it. You can say, yeah, it's crazy. They jumped into sex like super quick, but I don't know, man. I think crazier things have happened in That's real life. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I, a hundred percent. She That's didn't what even give it a second thought. She is engaged to his brother. She didn't even like his brother. She was just right. getting married because she was 38 years old and living Gold with her parents. Right. Yeah, that is what it is. I think it was just portrayed. For me, I just, it it was hard to believe that they had uh, that much attraction. But that is what it is. It was, yeah, because it it wasn't believable on screen either. Right. I I, I don't know if I agree with that. Really? Yeah. Nick Cage had one tooth tooth missing. Did y'all know that? um, He he definitely leaned into that, too, I feel like. I think that was his thing. That was my thing. Nope. I wrote it down. I was like, did he pull a tooth as his shtick? So it turns out he pulled his tooth in a movie called Birdie. Yep. And that's what that's from. Yeah. Birdie was one we skipped over because we didn't think anybody would watch that episode or listen to it. furthers my shtick thing. Okay. so he had actually yeah. pulled that tooth out for a different role, but anyway, was he sorry. missing it in Raising Arizona? I feel like he was. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look closer. Did you guys also know while we're talking about affairs that uh, Cher is 18 years older than Nick Cage in this movie? Uh, not in character wise, right? But when this movie was filmed, Cher was 18 years older than Nick Cage. But I think they look yeah, about was, the same age. She was 41, right? right? She uh, looks 23. He looks pretty young. Yeah. I mean, she, but she doesn't look like 18 years older or like immediately you'd be like, yeah, this no. is kind of like an affair thing. Um, no, but it, I, I've never known how old Cher is. Like, when I was watching yeah. the movie, right? Because yeah. she doesn't age. Yeah. She just looks awesome all the time. And yeah. when I was watching the movie, I was like, they don't not look that much different. And I looked it up. Danny Iola uh, is 31 years older than Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and they're brothers? And wow. they're supposed to be brothers in this movie. Maybe they're not even real brothers. I just had to plug that really quick. All, All right. right. So back to it. Um, you know, they're going into the affair, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got the brother overseas uh, visiting the mom. Mom ultimately gets better. I mean, we can go through this. But there's a there's some important scenes through this. Like, you get the idea, right? This movie is going to end up with... Share, you know, having to decide between brothers when the right. other one gets back. It's the classic, uh, oh, oh, what's that movie with uh, Ben Affleck? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Friends, Josh Hartnett and Ben Affleck about the uh, 1941, the um, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Okay. Right. It's the yeah. brother and brother and like the woman or whatever one's okay. dead, one's gone. I don't know. Maybe not that intense. But. The next scene after the affair, they wake up the next morning. And what right. does Nick Cage really want to take Cher to? Uh, back the to opera. the bed. Oh. Yes, in theory, but the Juicebox opera. nailed it, the opera. Right. right, you're right. Then the next scene we see like is a, mo- a, a montage of her like changing her gray hair into beautiful like crazy hair that yeah. I didn't think she even had back there. Dude, she got so hot. She got mm. so hot. Right, and then she she did this whole makeover thing, like make you know it, it's weird. Yeah, she gets dolled up to go gets out. Dolled up, go to, to, the, go ma- to the opera. All right, so the opera. So I want to ask you guys a question: How does a guy who is baking bread in a basement afford seats to the Met in a box to see La Boheme? Like how that the first thing uh, I thought of is how where's he getting his money from? He doesn't have a life. 
Uh, that, nah. yeah. He doesn't I, have a life. That's what I think so, too. I think he doesn't have a life. He's met, like the like person I, that saves up all his money. Yeah, and he like runs that bakery. Like He's the owner of that bakery or whatever. Like yeah. I didn't think he was the owner. I thought he was just like a bread maker no, downstairs. He has his name on the outside, their last name or whatever yeah. their last name is. Ooh, I did not pick up on that. Yeah. And like he, like old boy said, like he doesn't do anything. He's a recluse. Yeah. He has no life, according to him. So like he just sits on his money. Probably. But he say tells her that his favorite thing to do is go to the opera. Like I just don't. I, I own a small business, and I don't think I can afford the Met. I mean, I don't know how much the Met is. I'd never go to it because I'm not into that. I don't stuff, know, man. But I mean, you could probably go to it's probably like going to T Pack or something. Yeah, like, dude. There's probably you got there's PSLs. probably affordable. You could probably get PSLs. I bet. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I I don't think that that's that hard to believe. Yeah, okay, that fair enough. Out, yeah, that wasn't out of out of the realm of possibilities for me. But um, can we can we talk about why they're at the Met? Uh, all right. So in the, in the background of this movie, folks, everybody's messing around everybody's got some side action to some degree except yeah danny aiella and Cher's dad is dating some grocery shop owner's wife oh everybody's cheating everybody's running around so they kind of have like a little run-in and i guess it's kind of like you know maybe people are just like oh yeah man you know what you caught me it's the moon you know so (laughs) affairs are okay (laughs) everything's off limits when the when we have a full moon super moon so uh, crazy, sorry, we have sorry, it three man. days in a row. Yeah, it'll all be over in a couple of days, <laughs> or at the end of this movie, like because all of a sudden, like cheating, just like it was forgiven at right. the end of this movie. Like everybody oh, just got forgiven. That moon made me do it. Yeah. Um. But um. I I do I I like the dad is clearly just running around. His wife knows it. I mean, yeah. it's pretty, I mean, he's not hiding it very well. He just, he pulls up in that Cadillac. It's like Tony Soprano. Like Tony Soprano. I was <laughs> yeah. like, is he about to get blown in this Cadillac? Like, yeah. it, like straight up. I was like, this dude is gangster and he's a plumber. That's unbelievable. And yeah. He's a plumber. Just like Tony Soprano works in sanitation. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> exactly. It also shows that you don't have to be like a jerk to be a mobster. Like you can just oh, be right. a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. maybe. He but was they, just a goofy Italian dad. He was a jerk, though, man. Yeah, like his yeah, wife okay. was like, "Where you been?" And he's like, "Wouldn't tell her." He was yeah. he was a total jerk, yeah, man. He's a, yeah, he's he was a, getting like shit faced at their family dinner. Like he's a cunt, dude. Yeah, but, yeah. And, but they they had a fat ass house, though. They did. Like, it was in, a big in, house in New, York, in New York. They owned a whole block in this house. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's wild. So anyway, the next scene, like we get a little bit of this love affair and then uh, the big, uh, what I call uh, the end of the fireworks, the grand finale is the breakfast scene, right? So the breakfast scene, we've got the next morning, basically, right? So old boy touched on the, you know, Cher's dad in this movie is cheating on her mom with, you know, this other person. Cher's mom ends up meeting a guy and walking home with him and getting caught with Frazier's dad, who's my favorite character in the movie. They don't get to any nookie, but... Why is he your favorite character? I need to hear... Because he's just so, like, well-spoken and, like, just makes sense. Like, he's always at this restaurant every scene, and he's, like, just this side character that always gets water spilled on him because he's trying to hit on younger women. And then all of a sudden, he realizes that he just... Just needs women his own age when him and Olympia Dukakis's character just you know hit it off over dinner and walk home. But then they get caught by somebody else living in this massive flat that they own in New York. Nah, he's, he's not a- trying to hit on young women. He's preying on the girls that are in his class because he's a professor. Like yeah. he is a total shitbag, man. Yeah, and he's like, just trying to he's just trying to get laid. I mean, yeah, he, he knows she's a, married. Aren't we all? 
Right. But, you know, he knows she's married at their house. And he's like, well, I'll just go back. Any port in a storm is the kind of guy he is. So <laughs> maybe not, I like the actor. Maybe I like how he was well like spoken. Fraser. Now y'all are okay. making me feel like I'm about to get canceled. No, no. Um, no, I, no, I just wanted to understand what you liked about him because he came off pretty shitty to me. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so anyway, back to the breakfast scene. Okay. Before the breakfast scene, uh, Cher goes to confession and confesses. And I'm, I was the whole time I was like, is the priest in there her father? I was confused about that. He knew who she was. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounded like him. I was like, is it, is her dad in there? So back to the grand finale of this film, which just blows me away. Cause it just like, you know, uh, abruptly ends, but you know, we see everybody at a breakfast table, you know, share Nick cage. Uh, they obviously have an affair going on. We've got the dad who had an affair. We've got the mom who had an affair. We've got uh, what that weird couple that was just randomly in this movie. That's yeah. um, the mom's brother yeah. and his wife. Yeah, They were like, uh, what That's, is it, com- comedic relief or yeah. something? That's who Cher worked for, right? They owned the dry cleaner or wherever she oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were there, and then all of a sudden, like, somebody else shows up, and this breakfast turns into, like, you know... 13 people. And then all of a sudden, Danny Iola is, or Johnny is back from um, Sicily or Italy. And he's like, it was a miracle. My mom just stood up and put her clothes on and started cooking breakfast for the whole room. (laughs) And we're we're like, as a viewer, you're like, yeah, like the first time we saw her, she could do that. Like you're a crazy person comes in, right? Sees the brother loves that. He's there. Right. That's that was shares. Ultimate job for him was to get the brother there. Yeah. And then he, st- Nick Cage stands up, Cher stands up. They do the whole, well, we're together. No, oh, no, I was wrong. Because right before they were going to tell him they were having an affair, Danny Iola, Johnny, told um, Loretta... That, that they couldn't be together. They couldn't be together because it would kill his mom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Classic out. The, Have y'all ever used that? The yeah. mama's boy routine, right? I'm like, babe. If I marry it. you, it's going to kill my mother. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. People say that all the time. Yeah, but like, happens, this yeah. was a for real thing or something. I, don't, I have no idea. So they didn't even have to tell him they had an affair, but no they cli- yeah, decided no, to anyway. No yeah, climax. They could have got out of breakfast at least. They could have... Uh, Danny Ayala should have taken off the other hand, and then like, <laughs> <laughs> like it had been like he should have been like, oh, I brought the big fucking knife. This is also one of my favorite parts of the entire movie because it makes him even more of a pussy in in, he, in theory. Uh, because literally, Nick Cage proposes to share at that very moment that he right. said that we he couldn't get together. married. He proposes to her in the like. To a second later, and then she makes him do the same thing. Get down on one knee. I don't even know if she did it, but where's your ring? Yeah, she, he, Nick didn't kneel. Danny Aiello was kneeling in this scene. He Nick was? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And he gave him his ring to give to his brother to give to his brother's ex-fiance as of two minutes ago. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was wild that how quickly it happened. But, I mean, hey, it's his brother, you know. And he, he obviously didn't love Cher. He didn't want to marry her, like... And then she says yes, and boom, roll credits. I was like floored. I was yeah, like, I what? I like, know. there was no build. There was no anticlimactic. Like, there, there was nothing in this. No werewolves. There was no like, okay, what did 
dear 1988, what the fuck did you see in this movie to nominate it for so many awards? I get Olympia Dukakis. Maybe they, I don't get anything else in maybe this. Maybe they saw Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> there <laughs> <wasn't>. <laughs> There's got to be something better than this. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't... Like, when I was watching the movie, I felt myself being a little bit bored, but I also felt myself thinking about this movie way after the fact. Like, there was something about those two characters together that just... I don't know. It was a good character piece for some reason. It, I, I can't explain why. I will agree with Cher. Do you think Cher killed it? I think I, I don't think Academy Award killed it, but I think she did a good she job. She resonates. She established herself. She was believable. Resonates. Yeah. So, Very believable. Nick t- Cage, man. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Nick Cage is weird, but he's like charming in this weird way. He's got his Nick Cage charm going on in this movie. That's like he's, he's a weird character, but... I don't know. There's I, something that's still likable about him. Like the, he's tormented and just like. I feel I like know. coming straight off Raising Arizona, like the, it was just a whole different direction for me. Well, that's what I was wondering. Do you think it's Do you think it's the direction? Because uh, the director was uh, Norman Jewison, and I don't really. I know he's done some other stuff, but I don't really know. Do you, Do you think it was direction? Do you think? I think the Coen Brothers had good control over Nick. See, Cage. I don't yeah. know. This was more of. Uh, Valley Girl Nick Cage compared to what we've done so far than anything else, right? It, it wasn't... More of a straight-ish type character? Yeah, yeah. that has over-the-top moments. Yeah. Like these outbursts, if you will, mm-hmm. you know? And his outbursts are... They're fucking outbursts. They're over-the-top. Yeah. But um, let's go ahead and get in... I mean, get into this because, you know, what else we like to do? We like to do a couple of little bit of segments to have fun with this movie because we've just reviewed it for you. We've told you who's in it. One thing that we like to do is movie marriage. It's time for this week's movie marriage. I need to tell you something. I'm pregnant. Are you sure? I got seven kids. I think I know what I'm talking about. All right, this week on Movie Marriage, I will go ahead and get this kicked off because I know old boy is going to absolutely hate what I say about this. But when we usually do Movie Marriage, we're doing movies that are similar, right? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. two movies that would actually get together and you know put genes into one movie. So here's what I've got for this week's Movie Marriage of Moonstruck. I've got The Godfather... And I've got my big fat Greek wedding. Okay, and I, I think see, if I those go together, fine. this would be that it because would, you get some Italian, you get some Godfatherish moments. But I got you, hell yeah! I just didn't I thought, want you yeah. to hate me no, for the go- no, for throwing no, no, the Godfather no, 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 no. out on this so called. I commend movie. you, my friend, because I think that's what movie marriage should be. Okay, all right, so I'm with it. Mine is uh, my big fat Greek wedding, also uh, yep. too. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I think they're all like seen, four I've, now. I've never seen any of them. Oh. But, and um, because of the moon, thriller. Ooh. Mm, yeah. Okay. Right. So that's all I got. Um, I got When Harry Met Sally and Natural Born Killers because it's got a little bit of a crazy uh, love story going on. All right. All right. I like all that. Two crazy people getting together because I'm, I mean, Cher's a boss, but, I, you know, she's obviously got a screw too loose if she's all worried about being bad luck and, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she is very bad luck. That um, is true. Ooh, another, are we, we going to do tagline? Yeah, another thing we like to do on Bucky's Basement is tagline. You guys have heard it out there before. 
tagline is where you take the movie and we're going to have Juicebox read you the tagline for the movie, but you have to do it in your best movie voice and you have to say the movie before the title before your tagline. Right. Um, so Juicebox, what is the tagline for Moonstruck? I just took a drink of whiskey, so I should be able to do this really well. <laughs> Moonstruck. Life. Family. Love. What? That's it. That's it. That's it. That, uh, okay. Life, you could tell family, me, love. You could tell me that all day long, and there's no way that that is what this movie is. I mean, family, maybe, but I got life. Two. Eh. I, got, I got two. All right. Uh, do you want to go first? I'll go first. <clears throat> Moonstruck. Give me the big knife. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because that's uh, what you want to do. Or a lot of people do when they that's watch this movie. That's what I wanted to do. Um, I got I got one. Moonstruck. Supermoon is coming. Get ready for love. I mean, that's a that's a good that's a good tag. Yeah, line. I don't have anything that's a better tagline than the original. I don't I mean, have the legit. <laughs> any of these are better. I don't have anything uh, better than that. I've got Moonstruck. Everybody's cheating. I wrote the exact same Did words right? down. <laughs> the exact same thing down. <laughs> <laughs> Moonstruck, the cheating motel. And I, I mean, Moonstruck. There should have been werewolves. <laughs> yeah, that would have made it a little bit better. I kind of like. I kind of want to download like some editing uh, software, like cut in like werewolf stuff. Oh my! Like God. every time they show the moon, and then she's calling oh. a wolf, and then bring the lady in with the curse and like just like make a super werewolf I mean, cut you figure out the cuts and i'll help you put it together all right like cool a preview like yeah a scary like, preview like, of moonstruck yeah you just yeah, got yeah. nicholas cage with his nicholas cage ma- face. i'll just mash two movies together and just bring in uh make it a werewolf movie sorry all right so let's get on to our rating of moonstruck so we can get out of here and get on to the very next nick cage movie yeah. um because we have spent plenty of time uh dissecting this one so uh, who wants to get us started? I'll go um, first. Yeah. Yeah, he's awful damn good. I think I got the best one. I know. You guys don't believe that, right? No. What? I don't know, man. This movie was good to me, and I like... I didn't, really? I didn't love it at first, but like I said, I kept thinking about it like the next day, and I just like... I went back and watched some clips today like of the monologue and some other shit, and I'm like... This movie was fucking entertaining to me, man. I don't know why. Like It, I mean, got, it got me. It got like the... It hit all the right spots for me. That's, that's why, why we this. do this that's exercise. Why we're do- that's why we're doing this. It's so, yeah. beautiful yeah. because y'all usually hate everything that I like. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I love that. All right. Yeah. Go for it. What do you got? All right. So for Moonstruck, for the hype behind it, the nominations, the poster, the everything that I saw, right? right. Shares, acting, everything else. Man, I... I want to hit that fuck button so bad, um, but it's a full moon. It is a full moon. So, all right, I'm a little tired, a little wired, and I think I deserve a little appreciation. Maybe not you, Nick. Maybe you don't deserve that appreciation, but You're this wrong. movie does deserve a little bit of appreciation. Now, when I go back and watch movies like Wall Street or you know the ones that we mentioned before that were nominated that year. Right. I just don't see it here. I, 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 it was, again, I'll go back to there's not enough arc. There's not enough things happening. It just moves too fast for me. Um, so I'm going to give it middle. I'm not going to give it my lowest rating because I 
I freaking loved Sharon. I freaking loved Olympia Dukakis. Like they, yeah, they were incredible. And I, I love just character acting. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna give it the fuck. Fuck! <laughs> it's my favorite button. <laughs> you had to, to hit. hold it down the whole time, which is great. Uh, I thought the story was weak. And I thought it was. <laughs> you come right I'm out the back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it was anticlimactic. And it was uh, it was weird to me. It was weird that all the, these old people, everybody's just running around on each other. And like, yeah. it's just weird. To I me. don't know, man. But, I thought it was just like, okay. No, have no, you, no, no, no. Have no, no. You got your own opinion. Yeah. So have you seen my big fat Greek wedding? No. Okay. No, one or two or three. <laughs> so any of them. But that, but honestly, if we, if we averaged it, it gets the middle of the road. So. Yeah, it's fair. Um, real quick, at the since we're at the end here, I want to give a quick shout out to um, Eon Sprott. He's the person that designed Nick Cage's fake hand for the movie. Oh, so okay. I'm in the credits. So just want to give him a shout out. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, um, what's our next movie? All right, so we are going to stay in the year 1988, but I think you guys are really going to enjoy this because we have finally moved past the drama, and we are back to what I can see as a cover uh, poster for this movie, Vampire's Kiss. Okay. Looks like it's going to be incredible. Right. I know none of us have ever seen this, right? I've not seen Rotten it. Tomatoes has given it 61%. So, and we can't always go by that because we don't necessarily like that all the time or uh, agree with that. Just even looking at the still on the trailer on my phone right now. Oh, it's got that classic uh, Nick Cage uh, face, right? Yeah. The one that's on all the memes. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for t- awesome. <laughs> tuning in to another episode of Bucky's Basement. Uh, we really enjoy casting Cage. We're going to open the cage and get out. I know y'all hate when I say that, but um, as always, go to Bucky's Basement. Go to any of our socials. I'm sure you can find it. Google at Bucky's Basement. Go to Bucky'sBasement.com. We're on YouTube. We're on every one of your favorite podcast channels or yeah. services or whatever. Tell your mom and When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Hearts who play tippy tippy tay tippy tippy tay like a guitar and When the stars make you drool, just like a pastel fuzzle.